All right, welcome back to another week with the Trading Triangle. I'm your host, Nate, and I've got Sean and Kay with me. Welcome back, Sean. How you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, not, not too bad, not much to say. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay, how are you doing? Doing great. Earnings season kicking off. Exciting. Nice. Yeah, we got earnings coming up big time and uh, a lot of charts to go through, so we'll get into it. Quick disclaimer up front for all of you that are tuning in on YouTube to the Trading Triangle. I appreciate it and do subscribe and hit the like button. And then also to everybody out on the... Uh, X following us on the Wolf Financial channel. Be sure to give Wolf a follow and a like if you haven't already. Same at Trader Nate here. That's my channel. And that disclaimer is uh, we are not financial professionals. This is not financial advice. Uh, this is for entertainment, educational purposes only. So thank you again for tuning in every week. We enjoy it. We enjoy bringing all this info to you. And uh, yeah, what do you say, guys? Get into the charts. Just get right after it. Let's do this. Love them. Subscribe. <laughs> so get it in early before we forget until the 50th minute <laughs> that's right that's right all right guys let's take a look we got a nice full week of trading coming up um last week got some green in the technology space big tech making moves you know i'm happy because i've been all over the semiconductor trade and talking about marvell and nvidia amd i know you guys have been right there with me and just great moves new all-time highs in that sector uh, what else was standing out? Anything else jump off the page besides the big tech names that kind of really stole the show? I, I think uh, the energy sector and Tesla are the two ones that I have been particularly focused last week on, specifically with Tesla falling to alarming levels now. But we did talk about that, right? You could start adding, you know, slowly dollar cost averaging into your position. Uh, if you're investing, if you're trading, of course, that would be an opportunity as well. Uh, ExxonMobil, I think we had an audience last time asking for ExxonMobil. So we're not covering it this week. But again, I mean, we are keeping an eye on energy sector in general. Uh, and it, and the stock price has to stabilize before, you know, you would want to get into uh, the energy sector. But ExxonMobil is a, is a stalwart in that sector. So, yeah, though that well, I was focusing on that as well. Nice. I will say with respect to Exxon, like it's made lower lows last week. So, yep, I'm with you waiting for that kind of stabilization to come into place because uh, the trend is lower there in energy. I'm still I'm still short, but I did take off my that doesn't make any sense. I, my sentiment is still short, but I did take off my position because I it was a nice move downwards. Um, what about you, Sean? What are you looking at as far as last week's performance? Anything else? Yeah, so I've just been monitoring Google, really. I've got a position in them, so I'm just kind of um, monitoring it, taking the, the mismanagement, that kind of stuff. And Apple, I was looking at towards the end of the week as well, seeing if it could um, recover a couple of good candles, and it did. So, um, yeah, big tech, like you said, doing very well. Yeah, a lot of lot to talk about in that space too. A lot of interesting stuff in 2024 for sure. We will be touching on those names throughout, no doubt. And uh, taking a look at the fear and greed index and the, the ETFs that we track the indices with this week. VIX spiked this week, actually. Uh, just jumping right to that. I um, got above 15 at one point. I think that was this week. And then, uh, you know, settled back down into the 13 handle. Feels like that was a long time ago. Um, but the Qs led the way, right? Almost 2% to the upside at 421 now. SPY right behind it, plus 166%, 1.66. And the Diamonds, DIA, at 1.17. Um, you guys, did small cap kind of surprise you? I thought small cap would be powering higher. Yeah, it did for me as well. Um, I mean, looking at SPY and QQ, I feel like it's just every single week. Um, it just keeps going up a percentage, 2%. And... Um, I just don't know what to make out of. I mean, you can't dollar cost average when it's uh, going higher. You're going to wait for the pullback. So, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, 
Go ahead, Chang. I was just saying, the small caps for me, I think, just from a technical level, to show we'd had the chart today, but it came back down to the, the previous trend line, so you could actually put that as a bit of a breakout trade or like a second breakout trade. So the, the, the technicals are lined up for it. I mean, it wasn't the greatest week in terms of performance, of course, but the technicals look good, in my opinion. Nice. Yep, that is great. Great point. I would like to see IWM personally get above 198. That would like show some really nice strength there. But I agree, like the setup is is potentially there. And I think it's a stock picker's market here. As, it, as you know, I kind of think like that's always the way it is, right? If you're good at what you're doing and you can find the trades. But it really is feeling like uh, the leaders are standing out these days. And uh, so, yeah, let's get into some of those names actually here in a little bit. We'll get to the indices first or to spy on QQQ, I should say. And, uh, oh, yeah, earnings. Uh, nothing going on. We'll skip right through earnings, right? <laughs> oh, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> There's a ton of earnings. Uh, let's see. What do we have this week? I know the airlines is something, by the way, I don't talk about too often, but um, looks a little bit bullish in that arena. So I'm interested in airlines. I know we've got semiconductors. What about UK? What are you looking at this week? Netflix, Tesla, Intel. Yeah, buddy. The big ones. Right across the top, too. How about yeah. you, Sean? Yeah, I mean, obviously those three, that's the, one of the, the key ones. But obviously Visa and American Express to see how the kind of consumers yeah. are spending, especially the kind of higher-end consumer. Uh, they never stop spending, so it'd be interesting to see how much they've spent. That makes sense. So American Express is, is one I'm looking at closely. On Friday morning? Yeah, Friday morning, yes. Yeah, yeah that's a really but good point. I, yeah. I like watching those names, too. It kind of give you an idea on consumer strength, right? And gotcha. uh, like yeah. you said, the upper echelons. Hmm. Um, what else is on the list here? ISRG, Intuitive Surgicals on Tuesday after the close, kind of interesting name. Um, and then you've got some defensive names out there too. I won't go through all of them, but yeah, packed week. I was just kidding. Of course, there's tons of earnings to talk about. So we will cover a few of these names, Intel and Netflix among them. I think somebody asked a question. What was the third ticker after Tesla? So I think I, I mentioned Intel as well. So Netflix, yeah. Tesla, Intel. Yeah. And Netflix. Intel is actually today is on the chart review as well. So. Yeah, stick around for that. Kay's yeah, got a no great problem. chart on Intel. Kay, you always have interesting stuff on Intel. That's the name that I wasn't paying attention to until I, I mean, i always, of course, aware of it, but didn't really pay close attention to it until I started doing this with you. So uh, I'm looking forward to that chart later on in the deck. Uh, all right, let's look at SPY real quick. Um, I noted that we, you know, these nice, know, is that orange, you guys, these arrows I drew on here? Yellow. That's it looks yellow to me, at least. Yeah, it's a copy and paste. I mean, it's the exact same pattern where it formed higher highs, higher lows, and then took off um, back in you know last summer up until we hit August and then had that lovely selling for three months. Um, we're kind of forming the exact same pattern, really, and that would push us right near 500 on SPY if we you know fully saw it follow through, closer to like 490, 495. So if that's the case, you know, I could, we have about three and a half more percent to the upside to run, you know, give or take. So that's kind of my take on it. That would be just shy of 5% from the 476 level, um, which is what I'm looking at for support if shares do pull back. I think that would be a, you know, if we can hold up 476, 475 and then see a bounce, that would be super bullish for SPY. Uh, what else do you guys see in here? I let Sean go ahead with his analysis and then I'll share you the protocol. It will surprise both of you. Oh, well, looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, not much from me. I mean, you covered most of it, Nate, to be honest with you. Not, nice trend that we're on at the moment. Just kind of want to see it continue, um, probably in a slower fashion. We, we saw it back in 2021, I think, for about 16 months or so. 
Um, so just seeing that kind of continue and grind out, that'd be really nice. And if we can get to 500, then that'd be brilliant, of course. Uh, I'll be very happy with that. <laughs> what happens when we get there is a different story, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, I mean, I'm now really curious about the options information. I know we have serious volume, like expiration coming up, right? Is that what you're yes, doing? Exactly, exactly. So we uh, go at three put to call ratio on 126, which is on Friday this week, right? 26 is Friday. Yep. So we jump all the way from 1.19 on Monday because you do this. This is a daily situation with SPY and QQQ. So 1.19 Monday, 1.82 on Tuesday, 1.33 uh, Wednesday, Thursday is 1.93. jumps to straight to three. So you have about 501 contracts, 501,000 contracts expiring on the put side, only 167K expiring on the call side. That's a massive hedging going on on 126. Yeah, look at that. That's a ton of expiration, so probably drive some volatility and uh, potential trading, uh, you know, opportunities. So we'll see what happens there. Jumping over to the queues, I'm also looking for kind of the same thing. You know, this pattern again playing out. Now the queues didn't do the higher high, higher lows thing. It actually did this kind of weird lower high before it made the higher high, but continued to make higher lows, and then it started to sell off. So. <clears throat> excuse me looking for 41292 i mean it's pretty specific but roughly 412413 level to hold up as support um if we do get a pullback here but really nice move to close out the week just busting through that level with strength um i mean is that that the kind of breakout you'd be looking for Sean and you looking for a retest here as well oh absolutely yeah definitely that's the i mean the more times it hits as a resistance the stronger it is you don't have a huge amount of touches as resistance but um I'd probably as go as far to say it's 410. I know you said 412 there, but if it pulled that down to 410, that'd be a bit more cemented for me, especially for a breakout trade. But yeah, um, at the moment, it's looking a little bit extended, isn't it? I would say. A little bit. Yeah, and I agree with you. There's more volume at 410. That's a good observation mm. there. Um, but, but yeah, look at the volume increasing through the end of the week at the bottom of the chart there, right? Yeah. Like just powering higher. And uh, we're in overbought territory in the RSI, but as it showed here recently, it could stay there for a little while. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see. Super bullish looking, though, and a little extended, I agree. It could be the anticipation for the earnings season, perhaps, especially mm -hmm. with tech starting this week. That is true. Yeah, no That's, doubt. Yeah. But, we don't, okay. the, but we don't see the same uh, hedging on the QQQ. Because the put to call on Monday is 1.74 and it drops to 1.4 on Friday. So unlike SPY, QQQ is actually, you know, showing much more bullish momentum. And that, of course, could be due to the, uh, the tech earnings that could push the stock higher. But it'll, it'll be very interesting to see how Tesla performs because I do believe if Tesla has poor guidance, I think you will see some impact on the stock market. Yeah, that is going to be interesting. What, and Tesla's Wednesday? Is that what we got? Wednesday? Yeah, it's Wednesday, yes. Wednesday, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into some tickers. Sean, I'll hand it over to you. We've got Google up first, and that is one of my favorite stocks, so I'm interested to hear what you got. Yeah, so Google, I brought it up last week. Also, first of all, my charts have changed. Do you like them? They're a completely different color. 
I really like it. I really like it. It's easy on my baby blue eyes. So thanks, yeah. Sean. <laughs> anyway, going back to the charts. Um, so yeah, Google is it's current trade that I'm in. And the reason for the entry was the amount of um, tread lined hits. That makes sense. So all the, all the pink circles, basically. Um, and then we had a nice little bounce off the 20 moving average recently on the 16th of January, must be. And um, yeah, it's been the last couple of days have been brilliant since then. And we can just see it's peaking over that 145 line, which I really like. I just wanted to kind of hold above there for one more day. If it comes back down and we test it, that's okay. That reaffirms my position and reaffirms my kind of um, my correctness. It's probably not a word. Um, but yeah, so the, the trade is going well so far. But how I'm going to manage it is what I wanted to talk about in this, in this, uh, this piece here. Um, I kind of alluded to there, so if it gets up and stays above it, I'll move the, the stop loss up to probably around about 143, in which case it will be, um, I would make money at this point. Obviously, the stop loss is currently at 140, as you can see there with the red line. And then what I want to do is trail up the stop loss behind the 20 million average, which is on obviously the blue line, as you can see on the screen there. And that's what I do. I kind of, once I get the breakout, once I get the move, I just trail my stop loss just behind the 20 moving average until I meet my target. Obviously, sometimes I don't meet my target. It triggers. That's trading. Um, but ultimately, you can see at the top of the screen there, 151 is the goal. And uh, I will just trail my stop loss up until I hit that goal. Obviously, fingers crossed I hit that. And uh, yeah. That's it, really. I mean, any, any it's perfect. It's really, it's, it's beautiful, man. Just yeah. rolling up those stop losses. I mean, it's just, it's. I love to hear it because it's the the right trading discipline, and I think it's great that you're bringing it up. Um, because otherwise, you know, I mean, yes, it stopped. We were just talking about the uh, this before the show, right? Like, I got stopped out in a trade last week, but I still had nice profits from it. I would have been really upset had I not set that stop and the trade reverse and didn't move higher and instead just kept reversing and I gave all the profits back or ended up red, right? So, um, yeah, man, the, I love that you, you're talking about that. And with Google here, I mean, it seems like you got some pretty clear levels identified. So you just you utilize those for those stop loss levels, it sounds like, and utilizing like moving averages. Is that, do I have that about right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Nice. What would you add, Kay? I have nothing to add because Sean made it a perfect one. And I was looking at my chart because I do Google so many times and it's right just breaking through the Fibonacci retracement level that I have. So if I do the, the three Fibonacci you taught me last week, we can probably see the next level. But yeah, 151 is going to be in a very interesting level. Uh, most of your volume also does come at the 135. So it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out. So hopefully you get your 151, Sean, and you make some profit on it. Yeah, and, and I'll just touch on that as well. So once I get to 151, I won't sell the whole position um, because that's that's kind of letting your winners run. So I'll sell two-thirds um, no, so, yeah, two yeah, two or three-quarters of the position. I'll let the rest run. Again, trailing that stop-loss up behind, and that's just kind of how you extend your profits, how you extend your account. And uh, yeah, build that's a, your that's money. A very good point. Yeah, that's a very good yeah. point. And also, I think Google will report earnings, I believe, not next week, the following week, I so yeah, I actually don't there. know the date, to be fair. I think it's two or three weeks, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Trading ahead of earnings. You know, I, I, trading on earnings is a little bit... Um, it's a know, gamble. It's fun, but it can be a gamble. But yeah, it looks like January 30th So is, is when we should get Google reporting. Yeah, the week after That's next. Yeah. And, um, okay. I'm a buyer below 140, basically. If it gives us the opportunity, I'm going to be buying more shares there. I think yeah, I actually have an entry point at 135 ready. Thanks. With the CSP, yep. Of course, with you, Sean. Cool. 
Okay, so this one is Airbnb. Um, so probably a bit of a weird stock, actually. I don't normally bring this one up. But I want to bring this up just because of a bit of confluence that we can see throughout the chart here. So we'll start on the weekly on the left side here. You can see the kind of two yellow bubbles. That's kind of where um, the double bottom has occurred, at least in my opinion. Um, but on the weekly, if you look at the, the 20 moving average, which is the blue line, you can see the price action in the last three weeks, two of the last three weeks has come off of that and come off of it nicely. Um, the, the volume isn't quite there, but you can see the price action is. You've got those lower um, kind of candles, which have long tails, which means the buyers have come in kind of throughout the week and pushed the stock up. Moving on to the daily chart, which is on the right side of the screen here, you can see obviously those two yellow dots that I, I mentioned before. And um, that to me is a double bottom because it's near enough exactly the same point of, um, of contact. And you can see the second time it kind of shot up a little bit kind of same sort of fashion within three or four days what i want to see from this stock at the moment is kind of push through that 141 line you can see where i've, I've got the line there and then that that will then act as possibly a um what will i try to say a, a breakout trade sorry so if you come up up to about kind of 143 back down to 141 and then make that move up to 148 not the biggest percentage but like i mentioned with google of course i will probably take two-thirds to three-quarters of position at the 148 level and let the rest run probably towards kind of 160. What's that on the left side there? Probably about 155 to get the extra gains. I've got to stop talking now because I've spoken about this so many times. Um, there's probably a few more points I wanted to touch on, but you can kind of visually see how I'm thinking about this chart. I'll hand it over to one of you. <laughs> Go for it, Kay. What do you got? Uh, no, it, uh, all the levels that Sean talked about fits exactly on the FIB levels that we're looking at it did get rejected a couple of times at 141.26 so that's the level that you wanted to break and the one you, you mentioned 155 i think 151.16 was their high back in the september of 2023 so that would be an interesting if they can actually build up to that but yeah i mean pretty much i i agree with your levels over here so this is the this would be a great exercise in mental like discipline for me because I've got this whole negative perspective for on Airbnb Airbnb excuse me and so uh, for me to trade this I have to like block out all the bad thoughts and and be totally positive so I know hopefully that doesn't sour anybody who's like you know maybe long term positive here on Airbnb um, but I just uh, I've not been overly impressed with how things have been run but that's the side you know, we set that all aside and we just look at actual technicals here. And I love the setup. I mean, I, I think you've got uh, a number of points of, I like that you pull in the weekly, right? To show that the bounce is clean and nice long lower wicks that you mentioned off of the moving average. So um, yeah, if we can get above that 141 level, that would be a nice uh, new higher high here and potentially, uh, you know, creating that trend to the upside. So uh, <clears throat> again, a nice trade to be looking at and considering for the week, Sean. Good stuff. Yeah, nice. All right. Let's see. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so obviously you can follow me on Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call it these days. I post charts, kind of daily trading insights, if you're interested in that kind of thing. Obviously on the YouTube channel, I've released a video, I think it's coming out in about 10 minutes actually, on uh, Rivian, Airbnb as well, and HIMS, just a kind of few trade opportunities for the weeks ahead. So I'm looking forward to yeah, that Yeah, Rivian's one. like at new lows, right? It's getting closer. It is, yeah. It's, 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 well, Rivian it's, actually, it's actually not. It's actually new low, Polestar new low, <laughs> Lucid new low. 
So Rivian's actually not a new low. So it's at a really critical point at the moment. So go ahead and watch the video. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I like <laughs> go ahead and watch the video um, to find out what that is. Um, but obviously I'm going to do a Neo video through the week as well for all of you Neo viewers that are watching me right now. But that's it from me. Uh, I'll over to Nate. Thanks, Sean. Good stuff. Always appreciate everything you bring forward. And uh, we'll get into some more charts here. I got Palantir up next. I see Brian's got uh, some questions about DocuSign and Carvana. So if we can get to those later, I'll I'll definitely pull up charts on the side here and talk about those charts. Um, And if not, we'll make sure we circle back one way or another. But great question. Both of those are interesting names, if you ask me. You know, huge sell-offs and now finding some, some love and some support last year. And we'll see what happens in 24. But we've got Palantir here up next. And um, before I get into it, Sean, this is for you. Be sure (laughs) to subscribe and smash the like button. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in on the uh, YouTube channel. We've got the Trading Triangle, trying to grow that one to a 1,000 followers. So appreciate the support. All right, so Palantir, Anchored VWAP has been my favorite. Shout out, Brian Shannon. And this is from the lows back, the Anchor VWAP from the lows back in May of 23. And you can see it provided some support throughout the year last year. And now we're back retesting it right near $16. You know, $15.70 is the actual level I've got drawn out. We've got some nice volume there, volume shelf sticking out. And shares are consolidating, kind of finding some ground here. So I'm looking for a move higher. I think getting above last week's highs, um, call it 17. If we can clear that and uh, you know, kind of stick the landing, then we could continue to press higher. But uh, right now it looks like kind of consolidating and need to hold above that $16 anchored VWAP level. Um, pretty clean right there. I mean, I guess the only thing I would add is uh, relative strength index, the RSI, is not above 50. So I would like to see it get above there to show a little bit more positivity and a little bit more bullish uh, strength. But outside of that, really watching for a uh, bounce here. What do you guys think? Sean, what do you think on this on this one? Yeah, so Pants is obviously one of my favorite stocks, actually, to, to trade. Um, but you mentioned the RSI there. It's not that far off of 50, so it's not too bad. But yeah. look at the chart in terms of like a trend line break as well. So if you look at the highest point recently, kind of middle parts of November, down to kind of where we are now, if you drew a line through that across the highs, we're kind of breaking out of that. Um, so that's, that's a nice sign as well, a nice little point of, point of uh, interest, I suppose. Yeah, good um, eye. Yeah, I like your levels. I like your levels a lot. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. I didn't, I didn't mark that out, but that's exactly right. We It looks like we broke that trend line that we have been, that downtrend line there. Okay, anything yeah. uh, on the options side? No Palantir, you know, the options. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Pretty pretty dull for Palantir, nothing much. Happened. <laughs> always bullish, so there's the, really nothing to, you know, talk about. It's always bullish. Yeah, you know, it is. 0.62, 0.55, 0.73, it's like, you gotta trade the charts, right? You you trade trade the chart. this, this is all about trading, exactly. Yeah. So basically, uh, I'll just reiterate. You know, want to hold uh, on the 1570 I give a little, little grace there, and targeting seventeen sixteen, and then eighteen oh five above, and then you know nineteen above that. So really, just a dollar at a time here for Palantir, and it can get moving. So um, we'll see what happens. Well, we'll say with this stock as well is um, yeah. It, it ran up, obviously, with the, a, the the kind of AI boom, of course. You can see at the beginning of the chart there. But it's kind of stayed in the kind of range, just generally. You can see that on the chart here, which is quite nice to see, especially from a company with the high kind of AI hype behind it. Um, but it just goes to show that it's a proper company going for the AI in, in a positive way. So, um, yeah, this, I don't know how I put that in there. But that's the, yeah, it didn't give it all back. I'm no, like, exactly, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. But, but, strength. but honestly, Palantir is more than just AI, right? AI is a component yeah. for their product that they are using it to, you know, build, you know, make their product better. So, you know, a lot of people, if they just think that AI is going to make Palantir go to the moon, no, they actually have product that people actually, the companies use and AI helps their product get better. So, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting stock here and an interesting company uh, for the longer term as well. So we'll see if we get a bounce. Uh, next, I have BX. You guys you have never BX? covered this before, Blackstone. What yeah, was that, Kate? Once. Blackstone. You have never covered this, right, Nate? I think that's once. Might have, it's, it's been a while, and it's a favorite of mine. So, I, um, But, yeah, I'll trust Sean on that one. He has a pretty bit better memory than I do. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, this is uh, one I, I think we should have on the radar more often, quite frankly, because – uh, it, it just makes moves. I mean, it, it really powered higher for, I, I don't have this, uh, you know, extended out to show prior years, but it really made a strong move to the upside to get up above the hundred dollar level. And now, you know, it's kind of, it had sold off and now it's gotten back above a hundred pushed all the way to one thirty, And then now is retesting that one fifteen level right at the 50 day moving average, right at prior resistance. I mean, this looks like a, textbook set up for a bounce and move higher for me um i'm probably going to get in on this trade on monday barring anything crazy happening because it just looks ready for some upside probably swing it for a couple of weeks and see if we can get back to that 130 level so are you going to swing it for the dividend offer dividend oh you know that's a great call too i didn't even think about the dividend you know i'm so excited about the chart but yeah when is the dividend? Did you have that? So date? yeah, the dividend. Uh, let's see when they're gonna announce a dividend. So they they gave a dividend last year around the second February. So it should be coming up soon, right? The ex dividend date. Yeah, and then and with that, you know. Maybe yeah. So ex so dividend date for twenty twenty three was third uh, February. So you're looking at about a week, week and a half later that there would be an ex dividend date. So that would lead to a lot more buying in for folks who love uh, doing wheel strategy, especially during dividend stocks. Yeah, just add to the flavor, right? So I'll be paying attention to that for sure. See if I capture those dividends in addition to some upside here. But yeah, Blackstone looks ready to move uh, higher, quite frankly. And I don't really have much of a downside trade other than look at that huge volume shelf there. I mean, if it breaks that, it's going to head right back to 105, I think, pretty quickly. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and then, yeah, you know, financials overall kind of showing some strength here at the start of the year. So, you know, it could follow along with the sector in general. Um, Sean, did you have any thoughts on BX? I really like the confluence that you've shown in this chart. So you've obviously got the support resistance line, the, the moving average and the volume profile, which is really nice. The other thing I'm slightly worried about is that 20 moving average that's kind of curling over to kind of come back down, smack it on the head. Um, but if you can get through that, I mean, like you say, a swing trade would be, the, the, you know, at least in my opinion, the correct way to approach this. And as long as you can manage manage it throughout, then that's the, that's, the, that's the main point. But what I wanted to ask you is, like, do you have like a main target? You may have mentioned it, but I missed it. Um, do you have like a main target for this? Or So as far as upside targets, yeah, I use the three-point Fibonacci. And to your point with that 20-day moving average there, even though this next level up is at 125.94, call it 126. Um, I would probably be looking closer to 124, 125 for that first target because of that 20 day moving average. Totally for sure. Yeah. 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 You know, once it gets there, it's almost 
I mean, historically speaking, you'll see at least slow down and it might bust right through, right? But you'll see some tendency to slow. And so I want to take profits there and then see what happens. And then like you were talking about earlier, you know, I actually, my on the initial move, I'll take a half a position off. And then on the next extended move, just like you were saying, I'll take two thirds to three quarters of the rest off and let leave the runners run. So that would be what I'd be doing here. I would take probably half off at that 125-ish level. And then if we break above and get towards that 132 again, I'd take another piece off and then let the rest run and see what happens. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, good stuff. All right, guys. Hopefully this one's helpful for you. And uh, I like to bring what I consider beautiful charts to the table. So that's what I write this week. <laughs> and uh, if you'd like to see more of that, be sure to follow me on X at Trader Nate here. Also, I write for Wolf Financial. Shout out to Wolf. Solid dude. And uh, appreciate him letting me write for his newsletter. I'm feature writer every Sunday. And then also I have my newsletter pump out daily trade ideas and education on trading at a trader's education. And with that, I will hand it over to Kay. What do you got, Kay? Awesome. Thank you so much. So we are going to be covering two stocks that are going to be reporting earnings. Uh, as a disclaimer, I generally don't trade uh, these kind of stocks, uh, specifically Netflix. I will not trade. Um, looking at this chart, let's let's put some data points and then we'll, uh, we can get your feedback on or do, how do you guys see. So interestingly, Netflix has been on this uptrend from last year, July, right? Since 2023, it's been on a continuous uptrend. We hit a low of 164 uh, when everything was wrong with Netflix business model. They were losing subscribers. And there, there was just a lot of, uh, uh, I shouldn't say hate, but there was a lot of scrutiny around Netflix and the business model. And you had Disney and your other competitors just catching up with subscribers. But what we tend to forget that the challenges Netflix is going to face, the other competitors will face as well, right? You have that you know bar of subscribers you can get. There's only so much you know you can get. There's this limited pool of people. Um, interestingly, the if you're going to trade earnings, you should always look at the implied move during earnings. So you're looking at about a 12% move, give or take plus minus. So that's $60. So you could see a stock going down 420. You could go see the stock breaking up to 540. Right? That's the range. I mean, of course, you know that's the average that they have complied. Uh, put to call is 1.01. So it seems like a lot. Seems flat, I would say that there are equal number of bulls versus bears, um, and then interestingly, the stock has been trading very closely to their twenty SMA. There's a lot more volume at that level. There isn't much going on um, at that place. Uh, you know, stock has been trending. You know, trying to hit that level of five twenty, sorry, five hundred three, then you know, crashing back. Because five hundred is also a psychological level for the stock to break. Um, and then if you actually step back. And look at it from a much broader view. The stock was seven hundred dollars, so you are still in a loss if you were if you had bought Netflix at that point in time. Um, so looking at this, I would say this is not one of the most uh, liquid stocks uh, in the options world. People don't trade Netflix as much because the volume, if you can see, is just four point eight six. Uh, as opposed to SoFi or AMD or Apple or Tesla, you can look at their volume and that's massive. Um, so I wouldn't be touching this, especially in a binary trade, because end of the day, even when you're trading, valuation of the company does play a role when the stock keeps making all-time highs. Unlike NVIDIA, which has your AI boom you know, backing the stock, Netflix's main business is how many subscribers you're going to get in different regions. 
um did you have new shows coming out that you know was very popular and you know more people joined netflix because of that so having said that they i know they're getting into the gaming industry um i don't know how that's going to play out as opposed to your uh, real consoles like xbox and playstation but yeah that's how i see it i'm not going to be touching the stock um i'm hoping if there is an implied move at the you know at the if they sell off around the uh, i would say the 420 level 430 level then i might add to my long term position but not i'm not going to be touching the stock for the trading standpoint what do you guys think the big r- long rant i did for this it's hard against me what do you think sir and um, uh, so the 12% the one the thing i've pointed out is a 12% um implied oh. volume sale move is is going up to the top of that range and the bottom of that range if you look at it roughly yeah. um so that'll be really interesting to see if one of those holds i mean obviously it's not going to be 12% exactly it may it may be like you know, 8% 9% or 25% yeah. um but if it's average it'll go to one of those levels and it'll be one of those points of resistance so it'll be interesting to see that play out but netflix in general i think is is it's not dead it's still one of the biggest streaming if not the biggest streaming platform in the world at least in my opinion i mean people always talk about it it's got that you know that um what's that what's the word called netflix and chill is the thing that kind of you go towards it i can't remember what the thing is called um anyway oh, that, i think that's like, <laughs> yeah well that you know what i mean by that yeah yeah it's got a phrase attached to it so you know that that always does well for them um but yeah i mean I, i i'm like you i won't trade this i'll probably won't even watch it to be honest i'll obviously I'll keep an eye on tuesday evening um but yeah interesting um but i like what you brought up here yeah i think this is a beautiful chart as well and you know i just said it i love a beautiful chart and look at the the strength right just continuing bottom left up or right you want your trend to look exactly like this and i think if we get a touch of the bottom of that trend channel it's a nice place to be adding for long term or even a short term trade but um Netflix is one of those that continuously eludes me i always am looking at it when it's near highs and never looking at it when it's near the lows it drives me nuts um so thanks for bringing that forward to me i can't believe it's down 31% from the all time highs like i did not realize that yeah that's that's the point so even though we are seeing this continuous climb of 300 400 500 you realize the stock was $700 back in the day right yeah back in the day that was not too long ago right exactly for years good stuff so keep it rolling keep rolling i guess so the next one is intel and i think this is um we have covered intel many times on the channel uh this is of course part of the the ai revolution and i think every single semiconductor stock is trying to take the crown right so um so there before we get into the data point i just want to say two things right Netflix is st- still far away from becoming a leader within the GPU space so Nvidia is the crown leader right now. And secondly AMD is still kicking you know Intel's ass uh for lack of better words uh in the in that computer space as well. Uh having said that we saw massive decline in the stock price for Intel back in 2023 when the stock was almost at $23. that level and that had culminated because of the just the bad management practices and not getting on board of the ai side and just the bad malpractice for the company but things have turned around for the stock and you can see i think that if i'm not wrong the i think the year to date 
uh, or sorry, the last year, um, the stock was almost up like 50-60%. So if you actually got in at that lower levels when you know a lot of buying was happening, you probably made a good chunk of money. Now, having said that, you know, if you notice that the stock from most of the time, especially after it hit its low, was trading very close to its 20 SMA. And then it just was a vertical takeoff uh, in the last, I would say, six, seven, eight weeks or so, or, you know, that trading, this is a weekly. Yeah. So six, seven, eight weeks. And then, of course, at the, you know, our 49.89 was our uh, all time high back from May. And we just had a little bit of a break at that level on the FIB, but it you know, got rejected from that resistance level and now still trying to get that. Implied move is about four bucks, four or five dollars you would see generally in earnings. Uh, so you could look at, a, you know, going down to 44 or going up to 52. 52 meaning 49.89 is a resistance level for a while. So a good guidance could help them break this and actually get back to the $50 level. But this is where also it gets a little tricky. Uh, if you're going to trade, yes. If you're going to invest at this valuation for the company, I, I would still hold on to it because now the valuation comes to the picture since the stock price is so high. If you were not investing in Intel at 23, investing at a 50 is almost you know you're doubling the, the valuation matters at this point in time. So um, I, I'm not going to be actually touching Intel until the earnings complete and really see how it plays out. Uh, and actually really focus on their guidance on how they are going to shape up 2024 from an AI standpoint and just to get back and see the things that they have missed in the last year, how they're going to perform. So that's pretty much my rant for Intel. It was really hugging that 20-day moving average, like you said. And now it's just really extended well above that. But it's also looking like we're going to get that nice cross, cross of moving averages, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's like, uh, and then I keep thinking about the fact that, you know, I feel like the, the U S is pumping, wants to see Intel succeed. Right. With, and so, um, because of all the tensions in Taiwan and, and semiconductor space in general, having something here, uh, in the States, um, you know, advancing and producing, um, I think is in, would be considered in, in the best interest. So you could say, um, but, because of that, I think maybe there's a bull case, some tailwinds for Intel, and has been really interested. I mean, look at that, all the way down from 25 up to 50, and it's a double in pretty short order there, in just a year. It's impressive. Exactly. Yeah, I think for me, the the 200 moving average you can see going right through the middle there. The amount of contact points it has and the amount of respect it has for that line is is quite incredible, and you can see it in the recent weeks as well. That was about six or seven weeks ago. Come back down and bounce off of it. This yeah. is really a technical level. So, what I've been looking for, actually, from a trading point of view, I know you, you, Kay, you mentioned perhaps not trading this, but I'd be looking for that kind of 41, 42 level. I'd have to do a little bit more digging in terms of actual levels. But if it came back down to there, where the two moving averages are kind of touching ish now, obviously this will move a bit slower as well because it's a weekly chart, as you, as you mentioned. Um, but that coupled with also the support line, as you can see, running through the chart around about that kind of 41 level that's confluence in itself and also for a really kind of bullish long swing trade for like almost four to six months if you wanted to obviously like you said if the earnings comes in nicely and the guidance comes in comes in well and that's obviously anticipative that's not a word um <laughs> for the future so yeah it looks good i'm looking at 41 and 42 i've, I've just written that down so uh, yeah thank you for bringing this one up awesome good stuff 
Good stuff across the board in all of these charts today. And where do we find you, Kay? Well, you can find me on uh, Twitter or X uh, with the, the handle name InvestK. And um, I do post on a regular basis. You can find that. I generally do the analysis for the stocks we don't talk about here. So especially during earnings season, you can see a lot more activity on my channel. And then I also have a YouTube channel uh, with the same handle name InvestK. And there I post weekly videos. Uh, you might like it as well. So definitely go check it out. And I do write on Substack as well uh, when I get a chance. So you can find me nice. on all the three platforms. I love it. And you know what, you guys, we have a couple extra minutes here today. Let's chat a little bit about Carvana and DocuSign. So I'm going to tell you my thoughts. I don't know if you guys have the charts pulled up on the side, but Brian, big supporter of a trader's education newsletter. So shout out to him. And I want to make sure we take a couple minutes to get that, that request real quick. So first I'll go to DocuSign because that surprised me. DocuSign has been off my radar. So mm -hmm. I'm glad to be looking at this one um, because we've got a little bit of a cup and handle forming. If I'm not mistaken, I'm just looking at the daily candles. Mm -hmm. And what I see is we hit 6476 and peeled back and came right back up and touched it recently. And it's like um, effectively a cup and handle from the highs back in June, June 9th, right? Where we came up and touched right around the same, um, was it the 9th or the 12th? Either way, yeah, June 9th. So it looks like it could be a cup and handle if we break above the 64.76 level again um, after we pulled back a little bit. Uh, that could be nice and could, you know, push right up to 70. And uh, it's an interesting setup for DocuSign. So that's my quick notes there. Anything to add on DocuSign, you guys? Yeah, so I think uh, if you do the three-point Fibonacci, the next level that you would want to see. So 64.76 is definitely acting as your resistance. So that you can see in the three-point as well. And uh, interestingly, I think the reason we saw this massive uh, strong performance for DocuSign is I believe that they got an offer for some companies going to buy out DocuSign. Uh, if Brian is still on the call, maybe he can confirm if that is true but i think that is precisely the reason and that is where we see the these massive volume bursts coming in because this stock is pretty flat uh for majority of the year and even before i used to cover docusign specifically after post earnings um so it was pretty dead but i think most recent news we heard that uh, there is interest in some company buying out docusign that's interesting stuff what about you sean I think for me, it's the 50 moving average moving through the 200 moving average. That's really good. If we can get through that 64, come back down, retest it, like you mentioned, um, that will be really kind of good for me to, as, as a trade to kind of move on. And obviously with that 50 coming through the 200, that's uh, that's really nice. That makes you feel good. <laughs> this rapid fire we got going on here. The next one is Carvana. Great stuff, guys. Appreciate your inputs there. And Carvana CVNA. DocuSign, by the way, is D-O-C-U. Uh, Carvana, CVNA. So this one gets a lot of press, right? A lot of heavy short interest. Like, I'm sure we can look it up and it's going to have a two in front of it as far as like percentage-wise, but maybe higher. And um, what I would say here is it had its run. Like That's my take. Nirvana had an incredible run um, from the lows in October um, and just just monstrous in december right and that, i think it peaked out and it's just been selling off since so i, I the, we are getting an interesting bounce here last week right off of the 4070 level and i drew a three-point fibonacci um from the 
uh, November lows to the December highs and then back mm -hmm. down to that bounce, right? And so it looks like if we can get above 49.55, that'd be our next level. So re really trying to get back to 50 from from this 40 uh, level, right? You can see that big moves for uh, for Carvana would be needed. So um, where we're at, we're at 45.10. So a $5 move before we get to that next level. Uh, you see anything different there, Kay? No, pretty similar. I, I think uh, just as a disclaimer, if you are... If you're trading, that's great on this stock. I don't know how much you want to, you know, from yeah. an investment standpoint, I would not be touching this stock. It's high, high risk, super high risk. Very high risk. Um, yeah. I do think that both DocuSign and Carvana are more of a trading, you know, speculative trading type stocks. That's that's my two cents as well. Yeah. Nice. All right, guys. Sean, anything to add to uh, Carvana? Did you ever trade that one? No, no, I did. I missed that one. It's yeah. a it's a mover and a shaker, man. But unfortunately, you know, it did a lot of this moving and shaking already. Um, but if it gets yeah. going, look out! Look at it. it gets moving. So it's a fun yeah, one to trade right. if you catch it the right the right direction. Just look at this chart going from seven dollars to sixty two dollars. I mean, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> you can make some money all right we got one more i'm going to throw in here real quick and then we got to wrap it it's ubiquity which i have not heard of but ui request. that's the example ui ui yeah and this one um see most another one that's you know kind of been unloved after the big push in 2020 and so on uh sold off and looks like it's been on a downtrend that it might actually still be in place right so I like to look for a break, but when I'm drawing this line right here, it looks like we just rejected off of this downtrend that's been in place since October's of, of you know 22. And so we came up and tested it near earnings in February last year, and then it just kind of never really got close until just at the end of last of 2023 in December, kind of touched this line, and it's just been. You know, trailing below. So if you can go out and draw that same trend line I'm talking about, just start in the October uh, 22 high, basically, and um, you'll see what I'm talking about. You want that trend line to break before you can take upside in UI. That's my that's my long and short of that one. I think uh, also to add to that, Nate, I think uh, the 20-day moving average, which is 133.22, is actually a resistance level for this stock. There you go. And it's right on that trend line. So that would make sense. So watch for that, right? And, and that's kind of nice. I like that you point that, that, that out because of the confluence there. It's going to act as strong resistance. So if you get a clean break, look for that. And then, right, Sean, look for a retest. And, and that might be a breakout you're looking for. Yeah, I think for me, it's been more of a bearish look for this one. So like you mentioned, the overall kind of downtrend. Um, we have just set two higher lows in the last couple of months which is interesting to see, but we are sitting at the 50 moving average and the trend line that's kind of moving up within this kind of little little move it's trying to do. But if it breaks down and breaks below it, I'm looking at kind of 110, 111. Um, I probably won't be trading this stock, if I'm completely honest with you, but that's what I'd be looking for, which is an implied move of about 10%. So it's not too bad if that, if that does take place. Yeah, not bad at all. All right, I appreciate the questions coming in. We're going to have to wrap it this week, but I'm looking forward to a full week of trading, looking forward to not being traveling in freezing cold Dallas. I feel bad for everybody in Dallas this week getting blasted. And so I went and visited and hung out with them, I guess. But anyways. <laughs> you brought the cold, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I had to get my, my share since I'm usually in the desert where it's warm. 
But uh, yeah, guys, I'm really excited this week for both Palantir and, and Blackstone to see what happens with those charts I've got. And then for, you know, traders, education readers, I've got four other trades I'm watching, actually, uh, just to rattle them off. Fortnite, it's a name that's popped on the radar recently. Um, and then I've also got, oh, I'm going to draw a blank because I'm on the spot here. That's too funny. DraftKings, Twilio, and uh, there's one no, more. Up, no, upstart. No, no Mara for this week for you? Not this week, but Mara is a very interesting spot. Kind of bouncing. Yeah, yeah, bounced at an interesting level, so I'll probably have to chime in on on X at some point, if not yeah. tag it to the newsletter. But what about you, Kay? What are you watching this week? Um, I'm definitely looking at the stocks we talked about on the uh, Netflix, and um, if if by the way Netflix goes down, I will definitely be adding to my position. Uh, I am looking closely to Exxon Mobil again because it's is piquing my interest since it's below the 99 level. Uh, that is another one. Uh, we talked about during the Christmas time, uh, the stock name was uh, UiPath. So ticker symbol P-A-T-H. We had That's this right. gap. Yeah, we had a little bit of a gap fill and the stock has been a little bit more um, strong since then. And then, of course, Tesla. Yes, indeed. Tesla's a big name. Sean, I know that's the same for you. What else would you add to close this out this week? Um, yeah, just a little bit for me. So if you manage your mindset, I wrote a tweet on this earlier, so I'm just kind of bring this to life within the live stream. But if you're managing your mindset, you're essentially managing your, your account balance. So just, just think about that. Write that down. Um, kind of study it, I guess, and just kind of practice managing your mindset. And uh, you'd be surprised what you can achieve. That's it for me. Your bankroll will thank you for it. Listen to Sean Wise words there. Subscribe to the channel, The Trading Triangle on YouTube if you haven't already. And tune in every Sunday. We'll be here with more great charts, more trade ideas. Follow us on X and, and drop a question or two. Whatever you, whatever you have questions on, we're happy to answer it, dive into the charts and talk trading. So with that, have a great week ahead and I uh, look forward to seeing you guys on the trading floor. Take care. See you later. Bye-bye.